Just Our Real Estate, episode number 156. All right, thank you and welcome to Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host and I am happy to have you here today. I want to jump right into the content, but before I do, real quick, I want to ask you to take a moment, go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It is probably the best thing you can do for this podcast. It's the best way to say thank you if you're enjoying the podcast. If you've ever thought you really enjoy it and you're getting a lot out of it, go to iTunes, give me a rating and review. It means the world. It helps me reach more people. It helps me help more people. And doggone it, it's just a nice thing to do. So if you don't mind, go there and do that real quick, and I would be eternally grateful. Okay, on to the show. Okay, guys, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Today, we're going to talk about a sneaky little cost that every once in a while works its way into your rehab or maybe your buy and hold rental renovation that, you, that you're doing before uh, you bring someone in to rent the house. It's a, it's a it's a sneaky little cost. It's something that a lot of real estate people don't talk about or maybe don't prep you for because frankly, it doesn't come up all the time. And when it does come up, sometimes it's such a small deal that it really isn't worth making a big deal about. But in this episode, I am going to reveal this cost associated with rehabbing um, and doing renovations. And it probably won't ruin a deal, like I said, but many investors have been burned by it. And I'm going to help you avoid it. And I'm going to be very secretive about what it is until later in the show. So you have to stay tuned and listen the whole time. That's my little my little trick here for you today. So I've talked many times on this podcast about various costs that you have to account for when you're doing your flips or your buy and hold renovations. And I've interviewed several very successful real estate investors who've also um, talked about the costs that they calculate when evaluating a deal. A lot of them, they all do basically, because I ask them, how do you evaluate a deal? And they tell me the costs and the, th the factors that they use to determine. So by now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you should have a pretty good idea of what the major components are when calculating whether or not a deal is going to be profitable. But just in case this is the first time you've ever listened to the show, I'll run through them quickly one more time. And by the way, if this is your first time ever listening to the show, welcome. I appreciate you being here very much. So let's go through them real quick. The uh, the things that you, that you normally account for when you're talking about a renovation or rehab project, these are the major things, right, that everybody should be um, uh, accounting for when they're calculating a renovation or a rehab. Number one, these are in no particular order, but the first thing is the purchase price of the house, right? That's important. It's the price that you pay for the property when you buy it. Usually, this number is the output of all the other financial factors when evaluating a deal, right? All the other factors I'm about to tell you will give you your purchase price, right? So if this was some sort of a math problem, it would be X plus Z times 2 equals purchase price of the house. Now, that was a completely fictitious equation. Uh, but anyways, the purchase price of the house would be after the equal sign, right? That's what you're trying to figure out. Okay, the the next one, cost of rehab. It's the cost of, it, of fully renovating a property inside and out, right? What's it going to cost to make this property sellable? Or what's it going to cost to renovate and update it to the point that you can get the maximum price for it? The third thing is the holding costs. Okay, the holding cost is basically the cost of money plus any other fees that you'll pay while you're renovating the property, like utilities, water bills, trash collection, trash collection, etc. The cost of money 
is what the financing financing institution or private lender is charging you to use their money. It could be a fixed interest rate, could be a, a percentage of net profits, or you know other things depending on how you've worked that out. But that's that's your holding costs, right? The next one, the fees associated with selling the property. For example, realtor fees. Realtor fees usually average right around six percent of the total sale price of the property, plus transfer tax, land taxes, et cetera, et cetera. These are all costs that you need to calculate when you're trying to figure out what you're going to pay for a property. And then finally, you need to know the after repair value, right? So if this is, you know, something where, you know, you're trying to calculate this out, whether or not you're going to buy the house, the first number you start with is the ARV, the after repair value. And this is the price of the property after it's been fully renovated by you. Most flippers value um, uh, the ARV or they take the ARV, the value of the house after they renovate it. And that's the starting point of the calculation. So we kind of bookended it here. I, maybe I did it in reverse, but the ARV is the number you start with. The purchase price is the number you end up with after doing your calculations. Okay, so anyways, those are the, the things that you calculate. Generally, when I'm t teaching someone how to calculate and how to evaluate a rehab, those are the ones that I'm, that I'm talking about mostly. Now, uh, what we've not talked very much about, however, is the cost that you can incur when you sell the house and the buyer's inspector does their inspection, all right? Now, some people may say, oh, I've just, I baked that into the, to the, uh, to the rehab cost. Okay. But I don't hear people talk about it very often. And a lot of real estate investors may tell you that if you do a good job on your rehab, that the buyer's inspector won't have anything to cite, or they won't have a list of anything that needs to be repaired. While that may happen occasionally, what usually happens is the buyer inspector comes back with a list of things that need to be addressed. Now, for the purpose of an audio podcast, I need to let you know that I just did air quotes around the word need. And I'm not trying to poke fun at inspectors and I'm not trying to belittle what they do, but I'm here to tell you I've done plenty of rehabs and I have seen my fair share of things on a list from an inspector that needed to be done, quote, needed to be done, that were absolutely ridiculous, right? So. Just like I talk about in my interview that I had yesterday with Eric Tomei and his case study, inspectors are paid to do one thing, find problems with a property, right? If they don't ever, if they never find a prop, a problem with a property, you know, it's like, how are, the, how are they justifying their existence in this, in this industry? So I have literally gotten into an entire house rehab, right? Where I've just gutted the whole thing, replaced the plumbing, the electrical, the HVAC. I mean, I'm talking about pulling permits and using licensed, insured, good, good contractors, not handymen, right? I'm using like really good contractors. I've tearn out most of the walls, um, replaced, you know, most of the windows or all the windows, replaced the roof, and the inspector has still managed to find things that needed to be fixed. Now, if you do a really good job, the violations that they list will often be very surface or superficial type corrections. They probably won't cost you more than a couple hundred bucks to send your contractor back in and take care of them. But every once in a while, you'll get an inspector who will list so much stuff it'll make your head spin. And that's not to say that you didn't do a good job on the rehab. But like I said, it's their job to find things wrong with the property. Every once in a while, um, you know, they'll just and they'll end up finding things and, and and it just will be kind of 
you know, you'll look at it and go, oh my God, this is, there's just no way. But just be aware, you know, that once in a while you may have a really tough inspector who creates a list that will end up costing you a couple hundred dollars uh, or more. Uh, usually you're not required to make all the corrections, right? It's more of a bargaining piece that the buyer is going to use to either lower the price of the house or, you know, they may force you to take care of these things and, and they may threaten that they won't close on the deal if you don't. And I've had all this stuff happen. Um, there's been times where they say, here's what needs to be done. And I just say, okay, and I do it. No questions asked. There's been times where they say this needs to be done. And I say, absolutely not. I will, I'll walk away from the deal. I'm not doing it. And they say, okay, fine. You don't have to do it. We'll still close. So, you know, sometimes it's just, they're, they're trying to use leverage to lower the price if they can. Like it, it kind of like it, it can't hurt to ask kind of a mentality. So be careful. You don't always have to do them, but you know, just remember you may be dealing with a buyer who absolutely is serious. And if you say no, they may say fine and walk away and you lose that buyer. So if you've done a good job with your numbers though, and you know, built in plenty of profit, usually these corrections will not make a good deal unprofitable. But there is something in the deal that could, if there's something in the deal that could potentially cost you one, two, or maybe even up to $5,000, depending on your market and the cost of the house, so forth, you should be aware of it and you should have it in the back of your mind at the very least. The inspector surprise costs and other reasons um, that are reasons why you should create a little bit of a cushion, like I said, in your rehab. You know, you should always have a little bit extra in there for some of these surprise costs, overruns and inspectors and all these kind of things. You know, maybe like an additional 8 to 10 or 8 to 12% on top of your calculated rehab would be about right. That's, that's somewhere in there is where I kind of add my cushion, right? So, um, you know, if it's a $30,000 rehab, I'll definitely put in there a good three to $5,000 actually to, to account for things that may come up and hopefully I don't need it, but I, I try to make sure that I'm putting in about 10% at least to, um, to account for some of these unforeseen things. So, you know, the exact way that you account for this, it's totally completely up to you, but you can totally ignore my advice on this, but be aware it still may end up being an issue on your rehab or your flip or your renovation for your buy and hold property. So you can totally ignore me, but it doesn't make it go away and it doesn't make it not real. Okay. So just be aware that it can happen. Okay. That's all for today. Okay, guys, one last thing before you go, I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to think about the one thing in your business that you struggle with, something that you really need help with, something that you think I might be able to help you get past, a hurdle, a question, just something that plagues you when you're trying to move forward in your business, and let me know what it is. Shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and put the subject line help and tell me what it is that's keeping you from taking the next step, that's keeping you from propelling your business forward or what's keeping you from getting started. What piece of information, what, what thing is, is sort of holding you back from doing what you wanna do in this business? I really wanna know, I really wanna create solutions for your problems, and I can only do that if you tell me what your problems are. I truly wanna help. Please send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject help, and let me know what it is that's holding you back. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.